What's up, church planters and all you fans of church planting? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend Matt Hess. And you're listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. And this podcast isn't just for church planters. It's for anyone who loves church planting and wants to get in the trenches to advance the kingdom of God. Matt, how's it going, man? It's going good. That's good. What are you doing? What are you looking at? <laughs> I'm just, I'm feeling a little silly. Yeah, this I know you are. You're, I know you're a little bit tired. I am a little tired. Yeah. And so I'm a little cold. A little cold. Yeah. How cold is it outside? Um, <laughs> I was about to say something, but it was highly inappropriate. So I'm not going to say That's good. That's probably a good thing. It saves me some editing. Yeah. Um, it's so cold out. Yeah. It's really cold. <laughs> it's really cold. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's really, really cold. I can't keep air in my back left tire, man. It just keeps on coming out. I'm going to have to bite the bullet and go put a stupid tire on this Matt, car. I think a new tire might cost more than your car is worth. That's that's possible. I think you just need a new car, man. No, man. It just needs a new tire. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> that thing, you just need to take that thing out back and shoot it. It just needs a new tire. All right. Well, I, that's it. I disagree. I'm trying to get another year out of it. You've been saying that for, I feel like, since I've known you. <laughs> just one more year. It's probably true to just that. Just one more year. There's probably some truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, before we get into the topic today, um, I wanted to remind our listeners that uh, our new website is out. It's www.getinthetrenches.com. So if you haven't checked it out, then what are you doing with your life? You need to jump on there and go check that thing out. And also, I wanted to let you know about uh, something cool we've got on there. We've got a uh, a, a free, uh, we're co- it's called an ebook. But I kind of feel like, I don't know, weird when I say that because I didn't technically like write it. It's curated content, but I did I did curate the content and I put it together. It's 30 of our favorite church planting quotes. And there's a lot of good stuff on there. It's really well done. Um, our friend Jermaine Wall uh, helped design it. And so you can get that for absolutely free. All you've got to do is go in and sign up for the In the Trenches email list. We don't spam you all week. All we're going to do is we're going to, each week, we're just going to send you a link to the episode so that you're the first to get new episodes whenever they come out, uh, as well as the blog content that goes along with each episode that we put out. Uh, so we do one blog a week uh, that kind of uh, maybe goes into greater detail into something specifically that we covered uh, on the on the podcast. So uh, make sure you jump on and and uh, and take advantage of that uh, free ebook and let us know what you think of it. Uh, you can go onto the homepage of www.getinthetrenches.com and that's where you can enter in your email uh, address and jump on that email list. So Matt, I'm gonna um, I'm I'm calling an audible, and I just decided we're gonna we're going to do a different topic than the one we said we were gonna do. An audible. An audible. Wow. So we're not going to do the topic we had planned for. <laughs> what? Wait, what are you laughing about? What are you laughing about? I'm laughing. Matt just, Matt just typed the joke that he was going to tell that was inappropriate into his phone and showed it to me. <laughs> it's not even inappropriate. Well, no, really. it's not. People are probably like, what is it? It's what no, is no, no, it? No, no, no. It's not. Okay, I'll say that. It's not like like the Lord is not disappointed, but but <laughs> He's I just probably think, laughing. <laughs> Maybe. Although I don't know if me. I could. I don't know. Nah, probably not. Mm, but Maybe. it's just not appropriate for the podcast, that's, I think. It just true. kind of would make it's a, on the edge. Make a mockery of it. <laughs> I think we've already I think we do that weekly a Sometimes. lot. Sometimes Seba Vasquez did it on our on our Facebook page this week. I was pretty disappointed. What did he do? 
You didn't see what he posted? Uh-huh. He's, you know, I'm trying to be serious and ask yeah. about like what kind of questions do people have about, you know, church planting models. And he's like, here's what I want to know. How do people have time to do church planting and be a model at the same time? And I was like, <laughs> what? oh my It's gosh. such a dad joke. Yeah, that was a really Oh, what a loser. Like, okay, Saber, you're like making a mockery of. <laughs> I'm going to text him. In yeah, a you need to. Man, so we're switching it up then. Yeah, we're going to talk about how to run a good core team meeting. All right, man. All right. So nice. uh, I think this is an important topic. It's one that we haven't really gone into too much depth on. It's yeah. probably one that uh, you haven't thought about a whole lot. Um, and I, I think that uh, it could be an afterthought for some people. And as far as I know, I've never seen uh, really, I don't think I've seen anybody talk about this before, uh, huh. to be honest with you. Yeah, probably not. So. So I think it'll be good. This will be something that's important. Matt, um, you're the one that brought this topic up or, you know, kind of proposed this idea. So yeah. I'm kind of curious, uh, why? Why do you feel it's a, feel like it's important to talk about how to run a good core team meeting? I think because a lot of people, uh, well, first of all, church planners ask me that question. Okay. So if if guys are asking, that probably means that there's not anything out there helping them. It's true. Um, but, but I think mainly, man, just we don't know how to prioritize the time we have with the people God's given to us. You only get a window. And, and now, I mean, we're, we're even kind of moving away from the terminology core team and moving more into a launch team phraseology mm-hmm. where the, the understanding is from the beginning that the launch team, people that are on your launch team, they're not going to be there forever. Right. You know? And, and uh, so I think it's important with understanding like how you build your agendas out how you include other people on that team to help mm-hmm. lead the meeting, all those kinds of things. So yeah. that's kind of why I threw it out there okay. for us to talk about because just to, get, to kind of get the discussion going, because I think that a lot of guys um, don't, don't have any real templates mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of times to be frank there, if they haven't, if they haven't had training and even in like our training, sometimes it doesn't come up. Yeah. So they don't really know how to do it. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I had a decent amount of, um, you know, training that, you know, I got to go through and, you know, formal training and I can't remember this specifically, you know, getting brought up and being actually yeah. shown. I think what I know about this, uh, I've kind of learned just by observing, um, others, uh, you know, from my time interning with you guys, uh, you know, obviously I got to be, uh, sit in on core team meetings that you ran in the, in the beginning uh, yeah. kind of days at Fellowship Pickering. So, um, yeah, so I, a couple of a couple of thoughts. So I'm not probably the resident expert on this topic, just because I'm not. Uh, my middle name is not efficient. Um, it's I can not. no, it's not. Sometimes I get distracted, and yeah. So that's you know actually something I need to work on. But as I was thinking about this topic, there's a couple of reasons that I think personally that that, that it's important that we talk about this. Uh, first of all, time is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's given to us that we are to steward. And I think we, you know, we think about like money and resources that way. We need to steward those things well, but we need to steward time well uh, also. And I think that wasting time does not honor God. Uh, and I think that uh, secondly, you know, like, you know, the, the phrase time is money, right? Well, it's true, especially in church planting. Time Most is currency. valuable currency. Yeah, it is. And because you've, only got so much time with your leaders and with, especially if you are, you know, your team is mostly bivocational, which most likely they are. I mean, unless you've got, you know, a lot of money being thrown at your church startup and you have the ability to have, you know, a staff before you even start, which I mean, let's be real. uh, There's a very, 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 very small minority of people that have that. So we're not really talking to those people, talking to the 
the everyday church planner who's in the trenches, who's got, you know, uh, a high school math teacher on his core team and a stay at home mom and a single college student who's full time college and, you know, and all this stuff. And these people have lives. Yeah. And so you might get them, uh, you know, on Sunday mornings and maybe at a small group during the week. And then you have, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half during the week. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You're going to maximize that time. You can't waste it. Um, absolutely. And then lastly, I think that this is important because DNA gets implanted during your core team meetings. I think that what you emphasize in these meetings, especially in the early days will shape what your church becomes and what your church is going to be all about. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, I, I know we're going to get into a minute and some of the mistakes that that um, planners make when when they have core team meetings, but yeah, the DNA part just to hit on that for a second. I mean, it's when you gather together, when you come together, what you emphasize and what you focus on, and what you discuss a lot, and what you as the leader are putting the majority of your chips into, whatever bucket you're putting the majority of your chips into for that allotted time period, however long it is. That's what people are going to value. That's what yep. people are going to think is really important. Yep. So if you know you spend um, two hours talking about making inappropriate jokes, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> uh, stop. Uh, but but yeah, if, if if you spend two hours, you know, um, making inappropriate jokes, my wife would kill me. But uh, if if you spend two hours, you know, talking about um, your logo or <laughs> or uh, branding, branding, you yeah. know, or something like that. That might be an appropriate thing to do with one or two individuals that's a part of your team in another period of time. But that core team meeting is to get everybody in the same room together, mm-hmm. cast vision, implant DNA, and handle some practical things. So yeah. we'll talk more about that, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, I mean, to kind of, I don't think we need to necessarily, uh, you know, follow any, you know, sort of order because just to kind of build on your point there. Um, I, I know that, you know, I think every church plant should have values. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we've talked about this at a previous episode, church unique by Will Mancini. If you're planning a church and you haven't read that book, then you're doing it wrong. You, you need to go get that book and yeah. you need to, I think, go through it, uh, with your core your team. team and it helps kind of build out your, uh, your, your, your strategy, your vision, your mission, uh, and your values. And your values kind of are, you know, define who you are as a church. So I think that, I mean, you should at least have one core team meeting totally devoted to each one of your values. So if you've got five values as a church, you better have at least before you launch five meetings strictly dedicated to your values where you are going over those things, where you're yeah. talking through those those things. And it's the, the central focus of that meeting, um, you know, like. And then training as well. Um, I think that, you know, that's one of the things that we did right. Uh, I think when we started is that we spent time during our meetings training uh, for evangelism. Like we would, you know, practice reps of the three circles. We'd have people, you know, make what we call oikos maps, which are basically lists of people that uh, who are they have relationships with that are far from God, you know, and like, okay, who are you going to share with this week? And it kind of became a part of who we are as a church. And so we've got a culture of evangelism where it just happens yeah. naturally. Uh, but that was due to a lot of hard work on the front end. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So Matt, let's talk about what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see guys make when it comes to running meetings and not just core team meetings or, you know, staff meetings. Um, what do you see? Yeah, I was thinking about it. Um, 
I, I, I honestly think <clears throat> two things. Number one, a, a lot of leaders, specifically young leaders, have never been taught how to run any kind of meeting. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very thankful. Uh, you know, my mentor taught me how to do that. Um, show me how to do that. Show me how to build an agenda, um, how to work through a meeting, uh, how to how to value everybody's opinion at the table, all those kinds of things. So it, I think this con this conversation, this subject matter is best modeled. So if you can be modeled to like, amen, mm -hmm. if you have somebody in your area, you know, and everybody bemoans like larger churches and stuff like that, but there's some things they do really well. And because of the size of their church, they have to run meetings pretty produ productivity, productive. Pro Productively. Uh, productively. Thank go. you. Told you I was tired. Yeah. And um, well, you do that even when you're not tired. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, you do have a point there, but but you know, it's like uh, so so go and learn from those guys. If you have a businessman in your church or businesswoman, ask them if you can sit in on their team meetings yeah. and learn from them. Man, I mean, they're they're probably a lot more efficient than 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 we are at times. Um, so I think that's the first that's the first mistake. They've never seen it modeled. The second mistake is they're not prepared. Mm -hmm. So. I, I see this all, I've seen this many times. You go into a meeting, <clears throat> there's no agenda, there's no real plan, there's no real schedule. It's just kind of like, you know, we're just going to kind of do this. And there's, there's, there's time for that. Mm -hmm. There's, there's seasons for that, I guess. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's nothing, nothing inherently wrong with that. But if you do that every single time, you're going to wear people out. Yeah. You're really going to wear people out that are organizers mm -hmm. and who are planners. Probably the most singular person who's helped me with this the most is my wife, Erica. Erica is a scientist by trade, so she thinks this way. She yeah. thinks efficiently. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like she doesn't like to waste time. She doesn't want to <clears throat> she doesn't want to go into a meeting and and uh, everybody pontificate about their opinions on a scripture or um you know or or a subject or whatever. She she wants to she wants to move through an agenda with everybody having equal valued opinions and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But we just like, she, we like to, she likes to move through it. And so she helped me a lot with that. Even leading Bible studies, she's yeah. helped me with that because I see some of the same mistakes. So I think, th th so that's what I would say. A lot of it's lack of preparation or, or lack of understanding. Yeah. The good news is you can fix both of them. It's not hard. You know, um, the, the biggest, I, I think the number one solution that you need to start with is to say, okay, let's, let's build a time slot. Mm -hmm. Like to your point, when you're building, when you're working core teams, everybody's limited on time. Yep. It's the number one currency we all own as human beings. And so if you got a, you got a school teacher, you got a stay at home mom, you got a businessman or woman, you got a coach, whatever it might be, they got, they only got a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So another mistake I see is planners will do, uh, will do this. They'll, they'll, in the beginning stages, they'll plan out like 30 hours yep. for their core team. Mm -hmm. It's like a 30 hour a month commitment. Mm -hmm. And if they're not really, and if, if their core team pushes back or can't make it or whatever, you know, it's like, well, you're not really spiritual or you're not really, you know, you're not really committed to this or yeah. whatever it might be. And I've seen this multiple times in multiple settings. It's not the case. It's just that everybody's, you know, when you get a family, you got commitments, all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so I always, I always encourage guys to start with a time. Mm -hmm. This is what I encourage people to do. If you're starting a church, you have a core team. Start with this is the template we we run on, two hours every every uh, week, whatever it might be. Typically, like on a Saturday, two to three hours 
like two to five, two to four, an agreed time that everybody can meet on. And on one of those days, you do your core team meeting. You mm-hmm. talk about the things that you need to talk about, you know, whatever it might be, uh, your DNA, your vision, your values, uh, what you're going to be about as a church. You have your, your agenda laid out. And then on that next week, you go into the harvest. Mm-hmm. You spend, uh, you know, a couple of hours in the harvest doing something, prayer walking, kind serving. Like the kick, the cadence of of teaching, and then modeling. Yeah, absolutely. Teaching, modeling. Yeah. yeah, and that way it doesn't grow stale yep. as well when you're working with your core team. And but but here's the number one thing that I, I think that's really important is consistency. Mm-hmm. Don't don't cancel your core team meeting because somebody's out of town, mm-hmm. or even if you're a small core team. There's a few people that can get together and you can lead them to have an agenda. You can put something together for them. They can still be productive. They can still get work done. Do it. Don't think, because remember, we talk about this all the time on this podcast, but as a church planner, if I see this a lot. Planners are traveling or they're doing partnership development or something like that. They cancel their core team meeting. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible thing to do. Because if you do that over over time, you're implanting a D, everything speaks in the DNA. Yep. So you're given a DNA, you're casting a vision that things can't operate without me here. Mm, yeah. And good. so you know, so th- that's those are some big mistakes that I see. Mm-hmm. Just not having a plan, um, I, I, and, and not sending out in time. So like, if you're meeting on a Saturday, send it out on a Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Don't send like it a out. reminder. You mean? No, send out the literal agenda. Oh, the agenda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Send out the actual agenda. Mm, this ha- means that we can't procrastinate. It means we cannot procrastinate, yeah. and, and which is another mistake. Yep. The ty- the tyranny of the urgent, mm-hmm. right? And so church planners are like, ah, oh, it's not that big a deal. Yep. I don't I don't know if there's many more important things that you can be doing in the beginning stages mm-hmm. than investing in your core team together, yep. doing life together, eating yep. meals together, drinking coffee together, having fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, digging, digging into a uh, DNA and, and fleshing out, uh, ascertaining vision together. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's many things more important. Yeah. You're talking about what, the foundation of your church. Yeah. You know, I, not everybody who would hear this would probably like it, but, um, I would venture to say that, you know, when it comes to priorities throughout the week, like your preparation for that core team meeting is probably going to be ultimately more important than the sermon that you preach this Sunday, because I think we put so much weight right on like, you know, when I get up there and I deliver my oration, you know, yeah. uh, you know, people are going to fall on their faces, you know, and, yeah. and, and the Shekinah glory of God's going to come down. And obviously we want God to move in powerful ways, you know, and we should prepare well when we preach. But I, I think that personally we devalue things yeah. like prepping for a court team meeting. And the reality is, is that these are just as important because this is like, I mean, you kind of take it back to, to what Jesus did. I mean, yes, Jesus you know, preached sermons on the mountainside, like the Sermon on the Mount, but he spent a lot of time with the 12 and with yeah. the three, just, you know, teaching them and and taking them and, and showing them lessons and modeling for them. And so, and I think that those things shaped them just as much, yeah. if not more than his sermons that he delivered. Absolutely. Uh, because, I mean, those were instrumental lessons that, that's disciple making and that's what you're don't make any mistake that you are disciple making yeah. when you're running your core team meeting yeah it's life on life you're yep. doing life together with these people mm-hmm. and you're investing in them in that way I, i'll tell you another mistake that popped into my mind um not <clears throat> excuse me not not allowing other people to contribute to the core team meeting mm-hmm. and i don't mean just like hey what do you think on this yeah I mean, like assigning them roles. Yeah. See, the, the the cool thing about having an agenda and having a layout 
is that you can look at you can look around your core team and you can assign different people different things. Mm-hmm. You can say, "Hey, Jared's going to open up a prayer time. You know, Bob, you're going to you're going to um you're going to share a devotion this week. You know, Karen, you're going to you're going to talk about the third item on here, you know, um the strategy, the how to prayer walk or something. I mean, you know, you just lay it out and you can, if you have that agenda in place, you can assign people different roles and that's mm-hmm. why you got to get it out early and obviously talk to people before you do it. Don't just send out an agenda and, you know, <clears throat> unless you know people are comfortable with doing right. certain things, but that's another big mistake I see guys make. And and again, you're, you're, you're building a picture that I'm the one leading this. I'm the one doing this. And if I know for like us, we've been talking a lot across the network that, you know, we really want to shift to a team model yep. um, where, you know, we, we genuinely are planting with APES teams. And if you're going to do that, you have to allow those different voices to speak into the, the vision of the church. Yep. So, you know, where, where, where's mm-hmm. the shepherding voice? Where's the prophetic voice? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the apostolic voice? Um, so li- letting all those people speak and, and contribute is really important. Yep. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I guess what I hear you saying is uh, lead your core team meetings with humility. Um, and we just, uh, Absolutely. I just preached on uh, Romans 12, 3 to 8 this past Sunday. And um, the verse that really just kind of sat with me all week was Romans 12, 3. Uh, you know, right after Paul gets done saying, you know, uh, offer your bodies a living sacrifice, you know, uh, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, this is Paul's like response to here's how we respond to the gospel in Romans 1 to 11, you know, be transformed, offer your body. And then as his first example of what it looks like to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, he says, don't think you are more important than you really are. Yeah. Don't let anyone think more highly of himself than he yeah. ought to think. Like, and it just really struck me that that's the first thing that Paul talks about. Mm-hmm. Out of everything he could have said, you know, when you're talking about what a renewed mind looked like, yeah. you know, you would think he would talk about maybe he'd address sexual immorality or he'd address like hatred or, you know, social justice or, yeah. but he doesn't address those things first. The first thing he says is don't think you're more important than you really are. Yeah. Because, you're not all that in a bag of chips. You're not God's a gift to the church, and you need to remember that. Don't look at me like that, man. All that in a bag of chips? Right. Hold on a second. 1999's on the phone. <laughs> I have to push the pause on the plane. <laughs> so you've been hanging around, you've been hanging around me and Saber too long. Dude, I, have, I use that phrase all the time. All when I was that a kid. in a bag of chips. Yeah, man. When you're a kid, I think, is the key. When the I was a teen. Yeah. <laughs> Rad. Go Rad. Ahead. Radical. I think I learned it from MTV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you just kidding. Think, I didn't watch that one. You always was, struck me as more of a uh, you always struck me as more of a VH1 kind of guy. No, oh no, <laughs> definitely not. Did not watch VH1. I bet Colin rocked out to some VH1. He well, Jerry's little brother is a I, musician. I don't think that he even watched TV on the TV by the time <clears> he like it was already like internet phase. Like so, it was oh, YouTube, right? Yeah, so yeah. he. You know, he may know what VH1 is. He may have heard of it, but I don't know if he's ever watched it. I got you. Yeah, it's cool. just is VH1 even still around? I, what do I? Mean, I, I don't, don't have I don't have TV, so yeah. Uh, like I'm the same way. Like we've got our we've got our little Apple TV, and we have like like two or three shows that we watch. Like we watch Shark Tank. Yeah, I and, love Shark uh, Tank. And I'll watch this show called Locked Up Abroad. That's just always been fascinating to me about these want- people that like are stupid and they like try to you know smuggle cocaine into Colombia and then they get locked up in a Colombian jail like 
Oh you know, man, that would be. How did I end up here? Yeah. Oh man, you smuggled coke into it. You know, it's yeah, it's it's kind of funny because it's there. You know, they'll present it as like these really sad stories, and I'm like, well, you know, if you yeah. went to smuggle coke into Columbia, you probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Columbia prison. So. Yeah. Sorry, we got off track. So <clears throat> one of the things you there. should not do in a core team <laughs> meeting is is get off of your it's agenda good, and follow rabbit trails. This is a good example. Like if I was lead, if we were leading a core team meeting, and I was uh, started talking about these things. I'd look over and Eric would be like, "What are you?" So listeners, I hope that you've been taking notes because what actually just happened is Matt and I modeled for you That's right. what not to do That's right. at a core team meeting when yeah. you're leading it. See how easily you See can get distracted can by things that don't matter? It can happen just like that. I can just picture John Piper looking over me right now and shaking his head going, don't waste your life. Don't waste your core team meeting. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. I love John Piper. I yeah. love that man. He's great. He, is he great. listens to the podcast. Yeah, he's a huge listener to the podcast. Well, I don't know if he does or not, but maybe in our minds we like to think he does. <laughs> Shout out, Pastor Piper. That's right. Okay, uh, some of the biggest mistakes. So uh, a couple of things, a couple of, of other things that I think it would be important to mention, just uh, mistakes when it comes to running core team meetings is obviously not sticking to the agenda. If you spend all of your time preparing an agenda, not procrastinating on preparing mm. the agenda, and you send it out ahead of time and everybody's got it, and then you sit down and then you... Uh, you know, get on your favorite topic. And before you know it, you've used, you know, a hundred of the 120 minutes you had set aside for your meeting and you're still on point one of your agenda, or you've started talking about, you know, Colombian cocaine smugglers, Yeah. then you have defeated the whole purpose and you are one pathetic loser. Okay. That's no, I, not I, true. I, I think like there's grace at the foot of the cross. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, um, that tension that we have, we you have to live with when you when we're talking about these kinds of things is mm-hmm. yes, like we said, put together an agenda, be be ready, have a plan, but also don't. I mean, if the spirit moves you in another direction, be okay with that. Um, you know, but but yes, I mean, like when you when you when you have a an agenda and you have a schedule and you're trying to work through it, um, there's going to be people in the room who are going to be like, okay, next next item. Like yep. we've been, we've been on this one for a little too long, mm-hmm. but then there's going to be other people in the room that are going to be like, Hey, you know, let's just let the spirit lead. Yep. However, and we don't have to really stick to this. So under learning how to facilitate a meeting well with mm-hmm. those different personalities is good too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, stay off your soapbox, you know, like you're going to have your topics that you like to kind of like, yeah. you know, talk about a lot or rail on or whatever. Don't jump up on your soapbox and dominate the meeting doing that. Um, another mistake is not spending significant time in prayer during your core team meeting. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it is so easy to have an entire core team meeting where we're sitting here talking about things like how are we going to effectively see people supernaturally awakened from the dead spiritually and transformed into a new creation? And we can do all of that without talking to God, who's the only one who can make that happen one time. Yeah, that's a mistake. And I, I think if anything, like that should be the largest chunk of our core team meetings. Yeah. And and it kind of goes back to, you know, whatever you prioritize will be a part of your DNA. I mean, if you run your core team meetings and you give a cursory five minutes to prayer during your core team meetings and you think that your church is going to be a church of prayer, I just think that you're mistaken. Yeah. And I think you're going to look up one day and be frustrated. Why don't we prioritize prayer as a church more? Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, how did you, what was the foundation? I think even the simple, you can do like a, 
couple of simple things, you know, you can have a designated time where, um, you might even put it on an agenda and then you might just kind of, uh, surprise people and say, Hey, we're just going to spend time in prayer today. Mm. Um, another thing you can do is you have that agenda, but you work through it. But mm. at the, after every one, you spend time in prayer for it. Yep. And you're really, I like to do those kinds of things because you're, you're showing your core team that you're going to bathe everything in prayer. You're not just going to move on to the next thing or that thing. Well, that was, that's one of my, uh, that's one of my favorite things that I learned from you. Cause I, you know, I remember very distinctly doing that several times, multiple times. So Matt's not just saying that he, he modeled it and he still does model it. Um, and you know, there were several times where we would show up and Matt would just, you know, say, feel really led by the spirit for us to just spend time in prayer today. And we would, we'd spend, you know, hour, hour, you know, hour, two hours, uh, just praying. Uh, sometimes it was, you know, planned out and we had specific things we were praying over. Sometimes it was just, you know, praying in general. Um, yeah. and that, that sets the DNA for, uh, you know, for the network yeah. and it helped shape me as I was learning because it helped me know that I need to prioritize that when I came out and planted fellowship Oshawa so that I could model it for the people on our core team. Yeah. So yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah. Another thing, another mistake uh, you can make is spending all your time talking without any time training. And I think Matt, we kind of covered this. Uh, I think a great solution to that is to have the, the cadence of, you know, one week come in and do some, you know, uh, training and, and teaching, uh, going through your values. And then the next week go out in the harvest, yeah. uh, model it for people. If you do that, then I think you'll stay away from this, this problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then lastly, no accountability. Um, I know one of the things you want to maybe share real quick, what you guys do at your, you do them at your staff meetings. I know right now, but you talk, you, you have people tell stories from the harvest. You want to kind of share what that's about? Yeah. So, uh, what we try to do is, we try to start out our, our team meetings. We've kind of gone away from it actually the past few weeks, but um, what we try to do is we try to start out with, hey, you know, we call them stories. What stories do you have? The the, the vision of the Fellowships Network is to uh, write new stories of kingdom expansion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I think that stories are a great pulse of health in the life of a church. And so we we start out, and it's it's just accountability. We start out by asking like, "Hey, who? What stories do you have from from the harvest?" And um, you know, who, did you talk to somebody at the grocery store? Did you talk to somebody at your, your sporting event or whatever it might have been? You know, your kids' activity. Like, we're just trying to hear. Um, I just want to, as a leader, I just want to make sure that we're prioritizing evangelism. Yeah, and so yeah. it's just a way that we can all stay accountable accountable. To, to that if you have like a forum like slack or even something like facebook messenger will work just fine you know if you're starting out but mm-hmm. having your core team all on one page and then when one of you meet somebody to go on to that uh, platform and say hey guys i just met abc at this place and you know pray for this person and it's a it's a culture you're creating a culture of evangelism mm-hmm. you're creating a culture of we share the gospel mm-hmm. in this church plant so yeah hey, Actually, this might be actually helpful for our listeners. I was just thinking about this. Um, so there are uh, apps and things like Slack and like Trello. Uh, you know, obviously there's uh, stuff like, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger and there's um, Voxer, which is a, uh, an audio one. You want to kind of briefly describe what Slack is? Because I know you guys use Slack. Yeah. I use Trello. 
Uh, but describe what Slack is, and we'll put we'll probably put links to these websites too in the show notes so that you guys can go and uh, yeah and access them. Yeah, we use multiple platforms. We use Trello as well and Slack. We use I, I think Trello works best. Um, how we use Trello is um, we use it primarily for our guest services follow up. Mm-hmm. So it's um, Trello is incredible for like a step-by-step process. So we have like seven steps and multiple people can be on that, on that channel or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Trello calls them channels actually. Um, I think they're called boards. Boards. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Boards. And so you can, whoever the administrator is, you can invite into that board. They're great for assigning checklists and to-do lists to every person on your team. Absolutely. Uh, And having steps a lot. If you've got a guest services process, you can move a task from one stage to the next yeah. stage. So if you, if, if a task like, you know, contact John Smith who visited, you know, if you've got a visitor's board, a Trello board, John Smith visited on Sunday. And so the first step is put John Smith into the, you know, whatever your, you know, your, uh, tracking system is, yeah. you know, that you put the names and, and contact information yeah. of your people. Uh, you guys use church teams. So put John Smith into church teams, you'd move him to that board. And then, you know, Pastor Matt, give John Smith a call to thank him for coming. And yeah. then you'd move it to that board, you know, so, so on yeah. and so forth. It's really, it's, it's really good. Everybody has an assigned step Yep. and um, you can set it up to where like, uh, um, when our spiritual care director does that, I get an email mm-hmm. from her and uh, saying, I need to go in there. All the contact information is already loaded in there for me. So I'm going to go hunt it down. And so that's really good. That's what we use cello for. Um, so it's good to use out on teams in, in the church for things like that. Slack, you can use, uh, you, I don't know. Slack wouldn't really work for that. I don't think and I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not the, the know all of these things, but Slack is a better just team communication, communication. tool. Yep. So like all of our team, so we have uh fellowship Pickering on there and we have one for the fellowships. It hasn't gotten much traction because it's tough to get, it's tough if it's not within your organization, it's tough mm-hmm. to get everybody on the board mm-hmm. on the same one. But anyways, um, you know, we at Fellowship Pickering, like we have like a media channel and a staff channel and a mm-hmm. whatever channel and we have different channels and you can invite different people into those channels mm-hmm. and then that's how you communicate. Yep. So you're not trying to send out a hundred emails to a hundred different people and chase people down all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so yep. it's really good. It is. We use WhatsApp for our communication tool. Yeah. Um, there's also Voxer, which uh, is... Uh, Basically, just like WhatsApp, except it's more uh, audio based. So you can, it's basically like you're leaving uh, walkie talkie messages that are saved and you can do it. You can set up different groups. But regardless, what you want to do, like don't overwhelm your people with like four different apps and platforms or then they won't use any of them. Yeah. I would suggest Pick finding one. one and do it well and make sure everybody does it. Like I would make it a requirement. Like, yeah. You know, and if you've got people who are, you know, technology, technology, you know, um, deficient, then well, take time to teach them how to use it. We've had to do that, you know, uh, for some people on our team that, you know, they're not big on technology. They don't like the smartphones, but we've helped them and they're using it now. So. Yeah. You, know, you just have to, it's like anything else. You just have to, I remember the beginning when we started using Slack, like we would post things on there and whether myself or other people and people just like social media are apt to comment on things mm-hmm. or whatever. We just kind of had to have a meeting and say, hey, listen, throw a thumbs up on there. Do something to let me know like you saw this mm-hmm. and that, you know, you acknowledge it and mm-hmm. you learn. It's, it's just about communication. Sure. Uh, but it's a great it's a great resource. We're talking about core team meetings because you can 
you can put everybody on there. When you comment, when you're sharing the gospel with somebody, you can put your prayer request up there. You can upload documents on there, images on there, all kinds of different things. Yeah. Um, and it's free yeah. to a certain level. I mean, we, we're getting to the place where we have to delete things all the time because mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, but but it's really expensive. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pay for the yeah, for yeah. The, the cost one, but right. maybe I'm cheap. Yeah, no, maybe you are. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, Matt, let's kind of close out with walking our listeners through uh, what a typical core team meeting might look like. Yeah, so pretty Start much. finish. Yeah, pretty much. So like that that template that we laid out earlier, that um, two to three hour every other week, um, you know, two, I think two hours is a good time personally. Mm-hmm. I think if you do too much over two hours, you start to lose people. Mm-hmm. Um, two hours is a press for some people that, with ADD. Um, but, you know, Two hours, you might meet in somebody's home in a good location and um, meet in somebody's home, get everybody in there, um, you know, have some snacks, drinks, whatever you want to have out there. If you got kids, let the, put the kids in a designated play place and, and be ready for that mm-hmm. as a leader. Like if you're going to have families in your church, kids are going to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't, you can do whatever you want to. There's no like cardinal rule, but but like I would encourage you don't don't try to tell like families to get like childcare and stuff for mm-hmm. core team meetings. That's just not healthy, you know. Like your kids need to feel like they're a part of that church because mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. And um, you know if they're old enough, let them sit in on core team meetings. Um, let them see what 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 they're doing. You're discipling them as well. So I would say get everybody in the room. Start out with um, a time of prayer, yep. and have that agenda. Start out with a time of prayer. And uh, maybe you, I, I'm a big fan of just like conversational prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we might throw, we might start out with praise. Let's just, let's just praise the father today. Um, let's just set our hearts with that posture before we ever talk about anything else. And um, I might just say, father, I thank you for your goodness. That's it. And then I'll just ask, just go around. Let's just mm-hmm. have sentence prayers mm-hmm. and uh, start around. And um, I'm smiling because I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've done that a few times and, Last couple, I noticed like uh, we did this recently and I did that. And it seems like when I was like, okay, we're going to spend some time in praise and, you know, I'll kind of start off and then somebody yeah. will start praying and then they'll start, they'll start interceding for, you know, like, like, you know, their, their best friend and, yeah. you know, yeah. this person that's sick. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, ultimately it doesn't matter, but I'm like, man, yeah. it's really hard to keep them on track. On yeah, oh yeah. Some people, so, some people are tough and, yeah, yeah. you know, some people aren't used to that. Yeah, like, so again, like if you're hearing this as a church planner, yeah, this is part, I, I was taught these things. So this is part of like, you know, um, there are parts of the meeting where you want to like lead out and you want to quote unquote take charge and, mm-hmm. and, um, and lead it well and just be confident with how you do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, Hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, Tim, Tim, stop praying. We're not praying for our that friends right not now. not praise. We're not, we're not praying. You are interceding. I didn't hear Don't you. Don't you know the difference? <laughs> I didn't hear you praising God, Tim. <laughs> I heard you interceding for your buddy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, obviously we're, obviously we're, we're, we're being silly, but, um, you know, yeah. So I, I like to do that. And, um, I think it's also a, a, I think it's just a cool thing to help people see like, for for people that maybe aren't extremely mature Christians on your core team, mm-hmm. they can do that. Yeah. Gotta thank you for my children. Mm-hmm. They're a blessing to me. Yep. And like move on. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you're teaching them to d- mm-hmm. even to pray like Jesus says to pray. Sure. Like, and so you could do that. So we would start out with a time of prayer, however the Lord leads us to do that, uh, for however long. 
And then, um, or until a kid freaks out and, and somebody has to leave the, the prayer room. So <laughs> it usually happens. Uh, and then after the prayer time, we'll have a time in the word where uh, we'll, nothing long, mm-hmm. um, you know, five to seven minutes, just a focused time. And I, w- when the core team is in the infant stages, that can be pretty broad. Mm-hmm. As it grows, I'll specifically ask whoever's leading that devotion to dig into something mm-hmm. part of the church. So like maybe a, a facet of the vision or... Um, something like that. Yeah. So I think that's important. Those are kind of like um, you got to remember when you're when you're starting out, you're you're kind of laying down uh, foundational blocks. Mm-hmm. And so anything we can do to keep on pounding that drum of this is what we're about, this mm-hmm. is what we're about. And so once we've done that, then I will just start to work through an agenda. Mm-hmm. So um, it, probably no more than anywhere from six to seven items. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you get to some, will be. 30 to 40 minutes long in my mind i don't put any time on there i don't say like we want to be on this for 15 minutes it's Mm -hmm. too much pressure on people Mm -hmm. and i find that when you i've done meetings like that before and when you try to put time blocks down like that for people it you know it's not as productive because if they see that it's like a 15 minute time frame and like john is going way too long they're not going to give their input because they're Mm -hmm. like we got 15 minutes so you might so you might get to the end of your agenda but you didn't really get everybody's True. feedback. Okay. Um, so I just worked through that agenda. And again, always, and and I don't say this facetiously, I'm, uh, we're being completely serious, you know, always, always, always being sensitive to what the Spirit's saying mm-hmm. and how the Spirit's guiding. Mm-hmm. So if He tells us to stop and pray, then we're going to stop and pray. Mm-hmm. If He tells us to, somebody says something, the prophet in the room has a has a word that just rocks everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop and dig into that scripture mm-hmm. because that might God might want that to be a, a big a big piece of what we do at that church. Yeah. Hey, I actually have a question that kind of came yeah. up because I think this is something that we've had some we've had to navigate and that I I would suspect there's other guys out there who are trying to navigate that this too. Um what there comes a point when you kind of get out of launch phase, right? And you kind of get out of planting the church and now you start getting into growth phase. The church has been planted and now it's time to start building and growing. And you may not have money for a staff or anything like that. You don't even have a staff yet. Like we're in a position like that where, you know, we've, we've been out of the plant planting phase for a while. We've been in the growth phase. We don't have a staff. Our staff is me and my wife Mm -hmm. and, You've got now people on your core team, especially if you've got missional communities or small groups that are part of your strategy, they are involved in small groups that are not core team meetings. And so it you get to a point where it doesn't seem realistic to ask them to serve on Sunday mornings, to lead or attend a small group and come to a weekly core team meeting. Yeah. So how, how does that transition look, man, from like going to where you, your team was meeting together on a regular basis like that. Uh, now you, they have kind of transitioned into helping lead small groups to providing, you know, leadership there. Like, what do you, what does a guy do? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 it's a great, great question because it comes up all the time. I think the simple answer is all good things must come to an end. Okay. Um, you know, partying is such a sweet sorrow, but I, I think you will wear people out mm-hmm. once you, you, there are just like life, there are seasons to everything in your church plant. Mm-hmm. So in that beginning stages, man, yeah, absolutely. Have people come and ask these things and, and be clear on, be clear on expectations. 
this is kind of all in the same genre. We've talked a little bit about this before, mm -hmm. but be clear on what you're asking people to do. Mm -hmm. When you invite people into your core team, launch team, whatever you want to call it, be clear on what you're asking them to do, what you'd like for them to do. Um, that needs to be in your first core team meeting. Yeah. What are the expectations? So, so what are you going to do? What are you going to contribute to this team? What am I going to contribute to this team? And what happens when we're not contributing the things that we said we were going to contribute? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. We're all adults. Let's, let's, let's know the score from the very beginning. So I would say that's important. And I, I'm going to get to your, get to your question. I, I, I actually think that there should be different levels with which we invite people mm -hmm. and different on-ramps with which people can drive into the, the core team launch team phase. Mm -hmm. So I think at the beginning, when you're in a core team, those people need to be all in. Yeah. Like they need to be all in. They need to, they need to be passionate about what you're doing. They need to be committed to what you're doing. They need to be financially giving to your church plant. They need to be giving their time, those in, their energy, all those kinds of things, laying out, giving them the option to say, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to have clarity. If you don't have clarity, and what, what, what do we hear all the time? Well, I didn't know it was going to be this big of a commitment, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if you have all that laid out in the beginning, they can't say that. Yeah. So I would say that. So you have that group of people. That's your core team. And then I think you're going to have to give space or room as your church begins to get closer to launch or whatever we want to call it. We're mm -hmm. going to talk about models next week. But but as your as your church gets closer to that, then I think you got to have space to understand, here's your core team. Mm -hmm. These are and some of these people they're, they're going to give their life to Christ and they're going to they're going to get into that core team. Yeah. And that core team is like a vortex and they're going to suck them up and they're going to say, "Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I want this and it's great. It's a great environment because they're hungry for discipleship, they're yep. brand new Christians, they're babies, they want the word of God, all those things." But there's also going to be people, and I see this a lot with church planners. They 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 they're like they sniff around. They're like, you know what? I think I could be a part of this church and and help out and stuff. Man, come to our core team meetings, mm -hmm. and we we try to merge them into the life of that core team that's been doing things and stuff like that. And just by the nature of who we are, oftentimes we drop the standards, we mm -hmm. drop the bar because mm -hmm. we're trying to get momentum. We're trying to get to critical mass to launch or whatever we might call it. Yeah. And before you know it, you got a group of people that are all in and you got a group of people that are at the cottage. Yeah. You know, and which is, but we should probably for our American listeners. Yeah. Uh, that's what can, it's very popular in Canada to during the summertime because it's so stinking cold. Like right now, uh, they like to just go away and spend lots of time at their cottage. Up yeah. North. yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes too much, nothing wrong with cottages, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, if you're there, you know, like, Half the summer, then right. maybe a bit much. Yeah, see in four months. Um, but but but, <laughs> but I think like that's that's really important, you know, because yep. there has to be different on ramps for different levels of commitment. Mm -hmm. And I what we typically do is we just paint with a broad brush, yep. and we say you're either with us or you're against us. But there's some people that can add value mm -hmm. to what you're doing. They can serve but they're not going to be because let's face it. If those people that are in your core team, ultimately they're going to be your leaders. They're mm -hmm. your leadership team essentially. Yep. So are we expecting every single person that onboards into the life of your church? Are they all going to be leaders? Probably not. Yeah. But they have a, they have value. They have a role to play. Um, so that's, so that's what I would say. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Matt, we better wrap it up for today. But yeah. I feel like, you know, definitely thoroughly cover this topic. And uh, hopefully you guys, as our listeners, have benefited from this. And, and here's to productive core team meetings in the future. Uh, we really do pray that, that this is a blessing to you guys, that this podcast is, is helpful. And if it is, uh, then do us a huge favor and jump on to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or Anchor, any one of our platforms that this podcast is on, and give us a rating. And we would prefer five-star ratings only, please. So, um, I mean, if you don't like our podcast and you're going to give us a one-star rating, I mean, just stop listening, you know? Like, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to go and give us a one-star rating. So, one-star. These guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just turn it off. I've never... Why... I want to know, like, who are the people that like find joy out of going and giving people one star ratings? Just like, <laughs> or the people that give the thumbs down on YouTube videos. You know, like I'm watching like this amazing oh, yeah. sermon the other day, and it was just like, I was like, this is so good. And there's like these three thumbs down. I'm like, who are these people that hate their lives? Yeah, man. <laughs> like thumbs it, down on like, I'm like trolls. come on, man. My, yeah. my Isaac, my 11 year old, taught me that those guys are trolls. Trolls. Yeah. 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 Isaac Isaac knows his pop culture. Yeah, he does. He's he's up, he's up on stuff, man. He is up My on eleven stuff. year old. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we will be back next Monday with another episode. Uh, you can jump on to www.getinthetrenches.com, uh, and there you can find other episodes. So uh, until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners. Yeah.